Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Matt Lenehan for Boxing Social in association with Forged Irish Stout, Empire Fight Start and Freebets.com. We are here, Dimitri Salita. We're in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia for what is. It's a historic fight card, Day of Reckoning. I know you've got a couple of fighters on the card, so we'll we'll have a run through that and we'll talk about some of your other fighters who are not here. Um, Otto Allen, tops the bill with Anthony Joshua. He said a lot in the build-up this week. Um, nothing to lose, but comes in full of confidence off the back of a very good victory against Gassiev. You must be supremely confident that he goes in there and does a job on Saturday. It's, it's a great fight. Respect to both guys. Respect to Anthony Joshua for taking on such a tough fight. A crafty southpaw. Coming off the, his career's biggest win on the road. So Otto's confidence is an all-time high. As you can see, I've actually never seen him so outspoken before. And being so open and so uh, um, uh, confident. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a great fight. Uh, Shows you where AJ's mind is at. He's very focused and wants to get to the top, on the top, to the top of the division again. He's fought my main Jermaine Franklin uh, in April. And uh, I've seen some improvements with him in his last fight against Hellenius. So, you know, Otto's ready. He's ready. It's going to be a great fight. What improvement, improvements have you seen in Anthony Joshua? Because a lot of people keep talking about his style and, oh, he's not the puncher he was. But as you go through the levels, you can't just do that to everybody and walk through people. He's trying to add to his game. I know he's changed trainer again. He's now with Ben Davison. But what improvements did you see in the last fight from him? So, first of all, Anthony Joshua, very positive guy. I, I like him a lot. I'm a fan. Uh, he has so much pressure on him. I mean, everybody, I mean, I just like, you know, you, you turn on to the, the press, especially in the UK, and it's, he's good, he's bad, he had this for breakfast, he had this for dinner, he shouldn't do this, he should do that. So he has a lot of pressure on him, and I empathize with him. Uh, he's gotten better because he's gotten his groove back. When he fought Jermaine, the way he carried himself, the way, the way he spoke, even the way he gave interviews, his confidence wasn't fully there. And then leading up to the Hellenius fight, I saw that just his body language and the way he carried himself was different. And certainly scoring that spectacular knockout at this fight week, he looks loose, relaxed, tense, but in a, in a, in a proper way, fight, 
fight week 10 to keep him switched on yeah so uh, I mean from a just purely from a boxing point of view I, what I see I like what I see meaning that he's confident and he's in, he seems to be in a good, in a good place we saw what Otto Wallen did with um, Tyson Fury, who was considered number one in the world. Gave Tyson Fury a great fight um, on another night. I know people were talking about that cut for a long time. Um, but if he is to win on Saturday night, tomorrow, how does he win? How does he get that victory? Do you see him going the distance and causing Anthony Joshua a lot of problems? Obviously, heavyweight's one punch, and we've seen it so many times. Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua, um, go back all the way in history. Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson, you know, one shot changes the landscape. But how do you how do you envision it if he is to get victory? So, for order to win, he has to stay busy uh, and always making Joshua um, uncomfortable. And busy doesn't mean throwing punches. Busy means moving around the ring, faking, making the fighter think, and not not allowing him to set to set himself. That's Otto's keys to victory. Age's keys to victory uh, is to uh, auto sometimes likes to take breaks in fights and lay on the ropes and kind of just look at the situation so AJ's key to victory is to explode and and to be active during those breaks Um, so Otto both have to kind of adjust in this fight Um, and Otto has been had has been shown to have to have good stamina uh, and he really kind of fights to the level of his competition mm-hmm. because he's fought some guys that were like just journeymen and, and he looked and oh, was he looked, that one of them yeah, yeah when he was when he fought in, in Cardiff yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and he just looked very average and uh, then he fights uh, you know uh, a guy like Gassif and, and he beats him who's one of the you know one was one of the biggest punchers in the Cruiserweight division so um, uh, it's, it's an interesting fight and and, and Otto has had some good wins after the fight with Tyson Fury. You know, we had him on Showtime with Dominic Brazil, Brazil and Travis Kaufman. And then he was supposed to fight Dillian White. That fight didn't happen. But I made sure to keep Otto busy before that, that's the fight in Carter for us after that. Then we had a show in Detroit and, and post that kept him busy. And uh, I've been beating the drums for him to fight Anthony Joshua for a long time. And I'm happy that he got the opportunity. And uh, it's going to be a great fight. I look forward to it. Well, look, there's a lot on the line because we all know the fight that's been talked about for after and we see it many times in boxing where we get too far ahead of ourselves and everyone's talking about AJ Wilder but Otto's the chance to change his life and career and bounce himself into the big fight that's coming in the next couple of months. Look, the other fighter, Jarrell Miller, goes against Daniel Dubois. Press conference yesterday, Daniel Dubois said more in that press conference I think than I've ever heard him speak right. at a press conference in his, in probably in his entire career. I liked it. It was interesting. I think um, I think Jarrell liked it too. What do you make of this fight? Because I think when we talk about this, although the odds in most of these fights are quite one-sided, even though there's doubt, this fight, I think this is more of the fight where everyone goes, we don't know what to expect. We don't know if the pressure of Jarrell Miller will be too much for Daniel Dubois. People will question Daniel Dubois' um, mentality and when it going gets tough, will he stick it out? But they know that Dubois has got this power. How excited are you for this fight and how confident are you that Jarrell, your fighter, gets a victory? All the things that you said are absolutely true. Uh, you know, boxing is an individual sport, but you have to look at trends. And the trend in Daniel Dubois' career has been that when the going gets tough, he folds. And uh, he's a good boxer. He's a big puncher. Uh, Jarrell, obviously, has the ability to put on a lot of pressure. 
He's very active for heavyweight. He's a lot bigger than Daniel Dubois. And this is a real crossroads fight for both. Jarrell, with an impressive win, I believe puts himself in the conversation with all the top heavyweights. Uh, that's Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Alexander Usyk. And even though those guys have fights scheduled and have rematches scheduled as part of the deal, from what I understand, but in boxing, things happen and people fall in, people fall out. So with an impressive win, Jarrell puts himself in position for those big guys. And being a heavyweight from Brooklyn, New York, like I've been saying for 10 years, more than 10 years, coming from, from Bed-Stuy, Tyson, uh, Mike Tyson, Riddick Bowe, other great New York heavyweights, and Jarrell has the gift of gap to make people remember those good days and connect to those fighters. So uh, this is a big, big day for Jarrell tomorrow, and I really believe that, uh, that he's going to show up. You've always been beating the drum about Jarrell for many years, saying what he can and can't do. Um, part of that press conference and the exchange, he then sort of took aim at you after, and he sort of came out of nowhere because it was back and forth, and then he was on about promoters, oh, Eddie's my guy, Piers, and he says, unlike this, won't say the word. Where's, where's all this coming from? Because it seems to be a little bit of um, tension between you two. Yeah, and yeah. as a promoter who's on the top table with your fighter, it's a bit... It's, we don't see it all the time. I know we see Ryan Garcia going at Oscar and Bernard. I feel like that's more expected because it's been going on for a while now with a lot of stuff. But you and Jarrell sort of, there seems to be a bit of tension. We'll just comment on that for briefly before we move on. Sure, of course. It's very unexpected and, and, uh, um, and very, very hurtful. I've been with Jarrell for a very long time. I've been promoting him since his second professional fight. When he was still an amateur, he used to go to training camps with me when I was a fighter. So I know Jarrell for a long, long time. Uh, and I believed in Jarrell. And uh, you know, even before I started promoting fights full time, I used to put him on my shows, used to tell different promoters to put him on their shows because I believed Jarrell needed work and had the potential and the experience uh, uh, the talent to be a champion and got him the Anthony Joshua fight unfortunately what happened happened then we did a deal with ESPN and top rank a year after that also uh, career life-changing contract what happened happened Jarrell got suspended uh, through a difficult period of time COVID you know being out of the ring for more than three years we brought him back got him wins got him rated again and I've been lobbying for a long time to get him a significant fight. I've been working on this with Spencer Brown and George Warren and finally got this opportunity for a career high payday against a very good fight and a very winnable fight. And if you look at the narrative of guys like Eddie Hearn and different people in the media, AJ, before they were like, man, I'll never fight Jarrell Miller. He's a drug chief. He's this, he's that. Now the narrative is changing. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll consider, we'll see what happens. So... And that's a great thing. And Jarrell has a stage to showcase uh, and prove that he's an elite heavyweight on this big stage uh, on December 23rd. So I really feel that I, oh, that I feel that I did my job. The other thing is that Jarrell and I, for many years, like six, seven years, are co-promoters. So every dollar that comes in, every rooms, flights, fight tickets, he knows everything, and it's all done based on our deal. So what he said yesterday was absolutely untruthful. And there's, it's, like, it's, it's like me saying it's uh, 7 p.m. at night tonight, but it's, but it's really 2.30 or whatever time, whatever the actual time is now. 
So it's 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 uh, um, it's disparaging. It's hurtful. It's not true. And uh, and he's you know yesterday he's just so aggressive. And I and I and I'm not sure what maybe it's fight week nerves. But you know I, I really feel that I did a tremendous job with Pharrell. And getting him to this point, I you know my job is to get my fighters great opportunities with the risk versus reward ratio. The fight with AJ, I really believed, and I said this in press conferences leading up to it, that AJ, at that stage of his life, at that point in his life, being away from home, for his first fight away from home, fighting a guy like Jarrell Miller, who had the personality and the intimidation factor, that AJ in the locker room in Madison Square Garden would, 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 would have a lot of uh, doubts. Unfortunately for us, that person that made the most of it was, uh, was Andy Ruiz. And again, I believe that I've delivered so many opportunities for Jarrell from before that fighting on HBO and fighting on Showtime. Uh, and uh, so... Is that what hurts the most, the fact that obviously he's had things go on where, let's be honest, people don't really come back from it a lot of the times. Um, with, and what going to happen about the f- drug failures, everybody's, it's documented, everybody knows, but the fact that it's happened on more than one occasion and you've sort of, you know, right, um, the AJ thing happened, you at the top rank, yeah. It happens then with the top rank thing day reckoning so you've sort of you know stuck by him in that way is that is that why it probably bothers you the most rather than anything else and the fact that you have got that long-standing relationship of course I mean the right thing would have been to say uh, you know thank you Dimitri for getting me this opportunity that's life and career changing Uh, or don't say anything but to say what he said it just boggles my mind man and I mean and and uh, uh I work with everybody. I like Eddie, so this is not personal at all. But, you know, he and Eddie had this back and forth. And Eddie was very vocal and, and, uh, and uh, you know, and, and truthful in some ways. But he, he wasn't giving Jarrell any credit for, for what he was doing. And, you know, and, and just, if you just think about the mindset. And he wants to fight AJ, and Eddie is AJ's promoter. Uh, and he's, you know, on a stage... <laughs> dissing me it's like it's mind-boggling to me I can't you know I you know the two plus two doesn't make it's not four but there's nothing I could do about it it's it's you know we're, we're a day away from the fight there's not there's nothing to uh, uh, to discuss with Jarrell at this point you just gotta let it go and kind of stay peaceful and cordial and 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 uh, and uh, Jarrell has to stay focused on the fight and and, and take care of business Okay, let's come on to something a little bit more positive. Um, Clarissa Shields. It's, it's, it's actually, you know, you say a little bit more positive, but it's all positive because we're here on one of the biggest fight cards ever uh, in this beautiful location. Jarrell is, is a day away from possibly resurrecting his career and being an elite heavyweight. Uh, we have a great main event, so it's all positive. It's, it's funny how, you know, one or two words can put a you know a, a dim light on great work yeah I'm going to say well put a dampened light on the whole week it's a great card like you mentioned there a big fight um, but yeah look we'll move on from that little that little spot um, Clarissa Shields anyway um, before we talk about her next move um, she went viral a week or two ago about this sparring footage that got released um, what did you make of that when you're looking at that thinking what why, when have you, do you have an opinion about her sparring with, with the males? I know she'd like, probably do what she wants anyway, she's that type of girl, but what, what was your opinion on the video getting released, what happened and sort of the, the response to it? Because it came 
I mean, I was surprised. I mean, I didn't think out like that would get released if it happened, kind of thing. But psh, your thoughts? So there's a video of Clarissa sparring. There's a highlight video of Clarissa sparring with men, <clears throat> yeah. where she staggers them and and is very successful. So things happen in sparring, men and women, uh, and it's very uh, untactful to put that out there, especially for a man sparring with a woman. It's just, it's the wrong thing to do in so many different ways. There's nothing to say. Uh, this happened such a long time ago. I'm not sure why it's a topic of conversation. Uh, things happen in sparring all the time. You know, like uh, people talk about uh, Floyd Mayweather sparring with Paul Spadafora. And uh, Paul Spadafora had a couple of rounds where he did good with Mayweather. But you know how many times in a gym an amateur, you know, wins two or three rounds against a world-class pro or a world champion. But it's just gym work for the guy, man. You know what I mean? He's just working. It's not competition. The great ones in the gym do what they got to do, meaning they just get in shape and work. But when the lights are on, they perform. And that's what Clarissa Shields does. When the lights are on, she performs, and she beats the best women in the world over and over again. An example of that, French Jean Cruz, who's another incredible fighter, just beat Shadesha Green, who had all the hype and was a very good fighter. But uh, Clarissa beat her on a pro debut. So talk about Clarissa Shields' resume and how great she is. That's what, well, that's what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about things that, that have nothing to do with reality. Well, let's talk about that. So Clarissa Shields, obviously, is coming off the back of impressive victory after impressive victory after impressive victory. She's achieved more than most will in this game. Um, she's one of the trailblazers, I believe, alongside... Sorry. Sorry, yes, so when you say one, one, more than most of in this game, I think more than all. She's the first, and she's the quote uh, for many different reasons. Because she's a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Not to say there's other incredible champions and incredible women that have did great things for the sport of boxing. But there's only one Clarissa Shields. Two-time Olympic gold medalist from Flint, Michigan, one of the most challenged cities in the United States. Um, and... Uh, has been not just successful, I oh, mean, man. dominant and historic, and uh, from, the, from the very beginning of her career. As a kid, she believed in becoming a champion uh, before women's boxing was a business. And she's the first woman in the United States to be the main event on premium cable network television, which was on Showtime. That was her first fight with me. And after that, Cecilia Breckes fought on TV and Katie Taylor fought on TV, but in the United States, in a consistent way, Clarissa set, set the stage. And, uh, and she has been a big uh, advocate of women's boxing and women's fighters, not only in her weight class and other weight classes. So there's only one Clarissa Shields. And she is, she, if she stops boxing today, she's the GOAT. But before she stops boxing, I would love for her to fight uh, somewhere in the Middle East here. Uh, if the time is right, it would be absolutely incredible. For her to fight in Africa uh, would also be incredible, uh, as the GOAT Muhammad Ali did. So I believe that, that uh, in addition to opponents, for someone like Clarissa Shields, location is uh, very important and another um, important um, step in, in her historic career. I was going to say, because she's got the accolades, she's got, like, say, like, you know, self you know, the GOAT in you know, a lot of people's eyes. Um, opponents, resume, stacks up. And you mentioned location there, but 
what what we're going to see her do. Who do you want to see her in the ring with next? Because obviously she's a big name. She'll want big fights. What are the options out there on the table? I know she's. I know she does her own thing, and social media is not always real life. But her and Alicia are having back and forths, and you know what? Who, what do you ex, what do you expect her to do next? And what would you what would you like to see her do? So so you know, and Alicia, I want to say that uh, Alicia Shadeja Green was another one. People attach themselves to a, to to a consistent, great all-time champion to elevate themselves. Alicia, with all due respect to her, still has her issues to deal with. And I, I wish her all the best and wanted to be successful but get that out of the way before you talk about Clarissa and it's very unrealistic probably for that fight to ever happen because of the weight difference I mean you know obviously in Detroit it would sell out Little Caesars Arena would sell 20,000 seats although there weren't that but yeah it was it was it would sell a lot of tickets but uh but it's like it's like uh, Manny Pacquiao saying, I want to fight Mike Tyson. Well, no, no, sorry. That's the wrong comparison. It's like, uh, uh, I don't want to put any fighters down or say anything, put any names. But, like, it's, an un- it's unrealistic. Clarissa has, what I meant, the Manny Pacquiao-Mike Tyson comparison is, like, it's, it's never going to happen yeah. because of the weight difference. So, Alicia, Clarissa is not going to make 147. It's, it's, it's just yeah. unrealistic, and it's just media, and it's... You know, and there's there's nothing positive, so, but yeah. Who can she fight then? Who do you want her to fight? Um, Got the Savannah. Will the Savannah rematch be one? I think the Savannah Marshall rematch makes a lot of sense. Clarissa, you know, uh, um, in the peak of her career, went to London to the hometown of a rival to avenge that controversial loss as an amateur, and. Uh, there's a lot to be said about that. Now Savannah's got to come to the United States um, to, 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 to make it equal. Uh, and uh, that would be a tremendous fight, and we'd love for it to happen. Uh, I think that that's, it's a natural and real rivalry. Um, and there's some other good fighters. Uh, there's Raquel Miller, who's an undefeated fighter, has been very vocal about fighting Clarissa. French on Cruz rematch, possibly. There's Cecilia Breckes. So there, there, you know, there's big names uh, out there. And I'll... Like I said, I also believe that location uh, will be important uh, because of what Clarissa is and what she represents for sports and for women around the world. 100%. I think that's a really good way to sign this interview off. Uh, Dimitri Salita, thanks for giving us so much of your time on Fight Week. We appreciate you. Uh, hopefully we'll catch up after Fight Night and we'll show you all the best. Thank you. You know, I guess this is, this is one of the longest interviews that I ever had, to be honest with you. Has it been all right, though? It's been great. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.